What is going on, guys? My name is Mac. Across from me, lifelong friend basketball connoisseur, Garrett Howe. And we are back for the 36th episode of the Press Breaker Podcast, man. Coming at you on a... Hang on, let me open the window. Or let me open the curtains. Very gloomy afternoon in the undisclosed location where the press box resides. Although we are doing it virtual, but, you know, obviously, we're still... The weather here is where the weather would be at in the press box. So, you yeah. know what? Sue me, whatever. It's the same. Do what you got to do with it. But, um, yeah, guys. Had to take last week off. Uh, Garrett was away, I believe, and I was sickly. Still am like 5% sickly. So, if you hear a little sniffle or if you hear a little bit of congestion in my voice, I apologize. But there was no way in heck that I'm... Uh, taking two weeks in a row off you know like you know how good shooters they say they never miss two in a row well i'm a good podcaster so i'm never missing two in a row that's right i think we've taken a week break like two or three times never a two-week break though that yeah. that'll never happen yeah never um, never ever, until ever. we're dead yep uh yeah or, i'm, I'm kind of like you the five percent sickness like this weather change is messing me it, up it's bro. so like, it's so rough all week it's so like rough because do. we go from 72 degrees to 44 degrees. And, like, yeah, if that happens one time, it's cool. But this is literally a day off, day on cycle. Like, yep. two days ago, it was 40. Yesterday, it was mm -hmm. 75. Today, it's back to 40. Tomorrow, it's going to be like 66. Oh, bro, so, it is brisk outside today. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's chilly. It's very chilly. But, yeah, guys, we're back. Press Breaker Podcast. And, uh, just want to thank you guys for all the support, all that good stuff. You know, usually I get to that stuff at the end, but you know, I'm saying it, saying it at the beginning this time. But uh, yeah, I appreciate all you guys' support. And uh, today we have something very special on the itinerary. We have an idea actually brought to me by by the co-host himself, Gert. He said, "Uh, why don't we grade the Eastern Conference and Western Conference? We're doing the Eastern Conference this week." We're grading the Western Conference next week. And you might be asking, what are we grading them on? Gert, feel free to explain that, brother man. So when I was thinking about it, I was uh, sitting in class this morning, not doing class, because why would I? I'd rather think about this. So I was thinking, what would be the best way to kind of grade them for like a regular season grade, right? So I went with what they're expected to do at the beginning of the season, what moves they made in the season, and then what their actual record is. So, and I told Mac before we started, not like, everybody's expectations were like more like my my expectations or max expectations is kind of what that part was off yeah so yeah so that's how we're going to be looking at them this week yeah and, and next uh, week so we can attack this one of two ways we can either go alphabetical order or we can go by like best to worst right now or we can go worst to best whatever whatever you think brother uh, I prefer either best to worst or worst to best because it is listed best to worst in my notes. All so right. let's I can go, go. Let's go worst to best then. Let's start off let's with the it. worst and then we'll end off with the best. I'm with it. So as of right now, March 31st, 2022, in the afternoon, no games played right now. It currently sits the Magic are the worst team in the East. They have yep. one more game played than Detroit, and that one more game is a loss. So that puts their win percentage from 26.3 to 26. So we'll, alter we'll alternate. So we'll start with you for this one, Gert. What is your grade for the Orlando Magic? 
I think the Orlando Magic are just a straight C. Nobody expected much out of them. They aren't doing much. Um, they didn't, unless I'm just forgetting about some move, major moves. I don't think they really had anything going. I think the only, like the positives, the core is young, looks good. Wendell Carter, he's kind of starting to look more like what the Bulls thought he was going to be for a while. Yeah, um, I agree. Mo, Mo Bamba's back. He's healthy. Uh, Mo Wagner, not Mo Wagner, Franz Wagner is playing really well. I think he's really carving out to be a starting forward in this league. Um, so that's about the positive. But like, like I said, there was nothing expected of them, and they delivered on that note. And like you said, they're last in the East. So, I mean, it's just like a straight C for me. Yeah. So I think I'm going to have to give them a C-. And the reason I give them a C- is because I just think that maybe taking Jalen Suggs at five was not their best play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Josh Giddy, Jonathan Kaminga, and even like Davion Mitchell have had better seasons than Jalen Suggs. And I know Jalen Suggs, his counting stats aren't bad, like at all. Um, but he's very inconsistent. And I get that's like, that's kind of like a rookie's, you know, worst nightmare, right? That's kind of what plagues every single rookie in the NBA is that they're inconsistent in their rookie year. But Jalen's play style favors consistency a lot. And so I think for him being inconsistent, I it's just, I think he'll get there. But I think that hurts them in my grade a little bit. But, you know, you're talking about, you know, the whole roster. Everybody else on the roster has been excelling. So... That kind of makes me want to bump their grade up a little more. They're going to be a force, I think, in a couple of years. Because you have both the Wagners, you have Mo Bamba, you have Cole Anthony, you have Suggs, you have possibly Chet Holmgren coming in next year. Mm. If not, Paulo Banchero, surely. I Yeah, that team's going to be nasty in a couple of years. So, you know what? I'll bump them up. I'll say C+. Because... Although Jalen Suggs has kind of had a misleading rookie year, I think everybody else has really stepped up. And they've gotten big wins over good teams, too. Yep. Yeah, I would say the only thing that kind of teetered me on giving like a C-minus is like that they didn't make any in-season moves, right? Because you, yeah. you kind of want, the, like Terrence Ross, for example, like he's solid, but he's kind of a piece they could just dump at this point. Like, why not yeah. try and get a pick out of him or something? Because they didn't yeah. really do that much for him anymore. So there's a couple things they could have done. but like he's, a said, good, he's a good bucket, though. Yeah. Terrence Ross will give you 20 when you need it. Yep. All right. To the Pistons for you. To the Pistons. Um, I'm going to be honest. I think they're one of the most boring teams in the NBA. I like yep. Cade. I like his play style, but I haven't really paid much attention to him. But considering Cade is one of the top threes for rookie of the year, and they're also securing Jeremy Grant, and they also went out and got um, uh, man, who did they land on the deadline day? Uh they landed Marvin Bagley. That's who they oh, landed yeah, on the deadline yeah, yeah. day. Big yes. move. Yes, a big move, and he's been playing really well. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go ahead and give him a B. Uh, now, granted, they are 14th, almost 15th in the East, but uh, they weren't expected to do anything big this season. No, uh, they've got Cade. Next year, Cade is probably going to be a huge problem for the league. 
And He's starting to look like it now. They landed He's Marvin. Together. Yeah, they landed Marvin Bagley, and Marvin Bagley's been playing well. Killian Hayes is finally starting to develop a little bit. So, yeah, I'm going to give him a B, man. Pretty straightforward here. So I had C on my, on my uh, notes here, but I forgot about the Bagley deal, so I'm going to bump up to a C plus because that is a really good in-season move for them because, like you said, Marvin Bagley is, like, potential is still there, right? Oh, yeah. Like, he hasn't done anything in Sacramento, but I think that could be a big product of Sacramento, right? Like, yeah. I don't think that's all on Marvin Bagley. Well, I think their front office, like, handled him pretty poorly, just, like, I don't know, his minutes and all that stuff. So I think he could be good still. And like you say, he's playing well for the Pistons, so this might be a good start for him, and that gives him like a fourth piece. And they're going to have a top pick this year too, so they're going to have a nice five to six young pl young player core. Yeah, I agree. So <clears throat> I agree. All right, moving on to the 13th-seeded Pacers. Not a team I expected to see down here, but, you know, it is what it is. What do you think about them? So I have them as a C plus, uh, because for me wow. personally – I didn't expect anything of them. Um, I like their in-season move because they've been teasing Sabonis, getting rid of him forever, and him and Miles Turner just, like, didn't fit ever. Like, Miles Turner's a starter, and he was having to play off the bench because they had Sabonis. Yeah. So I think it was good that they dumped him. They got Halliburton and Buddy Hill, great pieces, I think, for them. Like, their guard, like, they signed Michael Brogdon to be a prolific guard, and he's not. Like, that's just not. He he just isn't. So yeah. um, that's why I gave them C plus. I didn't expect anything. And they aren't doing anything, but they made good in-season moves, in my opinion. So, so I have them a little bit above average on the grades here. See, I'm gonna slap, I'm gonna slap a C minus on them. I think they've had a, I uh, yeah, I haven't liked what they've done this season. Um, <clears throat> getting rid of Sabonis for Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald that was necessary, right? But even dating before that, they had a starting lineup of Malcolm Brogdon. Um, dang, I'm trying to remember who they started. They started Malcolm Brogdon. They started O'Shea Brissett. They started Demontis, Demontis Sabonis. They started Justin Holiday. I just think there's a lot of tools on this team and a lot of experience on this team, considering you have a past Rookie of the Year winner in Malcolm Brogdon and you have a two-time All-Star in Demontis Sabonis sitting there. And... How can you not win over 25 games so far, man? Yeah. Like, like the talent is there. And the, I get the Eastern Conference is a lot stronger now. But, bro, you're talking about a team that had potential to go to the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago. So, I don't know, man. Pay, the Pacers are just littered with talent. You know, you look down their roster, they have Halliburton. They have Heald, they have Miles Turner, they have Chris Duarte, they have Malcolm Brogdon, they have Jalen Smith, who is actually playing pretty well for the yeah. G League and them. You have Ricky Rubio, who I know is out, so he doesn't really count. You have O'Shea Brissett, who has developed into a magnificent role player in the NBA. Very Absolutely. surprised to see that. Um, you also have TJ Warren, who dropped 53 points in the bubble. Like, Ten points and, since. <laughs> and you have TJ McConnell, who is the ideal perfect point guard. Yep. He he's just so he's so efficient with the ball. He never makes Absolutely. a mistake. So I just think this team has way too much talent to have twenty five wins under their belt. And will they be better next year? I hope so. But for right now, in season moves, I give them an A. But everything else is a solid like F. So that's gonna bring my total down to like a C minus for him. Yep, I'm I'm with that. All right. 
onto the Wizards for you there, just to get us rolling on the Wizards. The Wizards. Uh, now I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I haven't thought about this until the podcast started, so I might take a second here. I'm gonna go ahead and give the Wizards a solid B. You know, I, uh, B minus. Mm. I'm giving them a B minus. They haven't dumped Bradley Beal, which I thought is something they needed to do. However, in the process, they have gotten themselves Kristaps Porzingis from the Mavericks. They they basically traded their great value Latvian laser for the Latvian laser. Yep. So, pretty cool. They have Kyle Kuzma. They have Rui Hashimura, who I, if I'm not mistaken, battled some injuries this year. He's um, finally been playing for like the last two months without okay. any setbacks, yeah, I believe. That's good. That's very good. Very good. He's averaging this season, he's averaging 10.6 points and three and a half boards. So, you know, it's there. The potential's there. You have Denny Avdia here, who is a great player as well. You have Contavious Caldwell Pope, who is super efficient. I thought he was super inefficient during his time in LA, but I was stumped on that from Garrett. Um, but yeah, he's playing well. Corey Kispert always giving in good minutes. Yeah, you know, I think I'm gonna give them a B minus. Uh, cause they just they haven't really been going crazy, but they've been doing well. You know what I mean? They're twelfth in the East. I don't think anybody really expected them to do much better. I think next season, if they can get maybe one solid free agent signing, I think the big th- air quotes on big three. If they can get their big three of Bradley Beal, Christoph Porzingis, and Kyle Kuzma rolling with some support, then I think they're going to be a good team. And shout out to Daniel Gafford, who has had one heck of a season. Yep. He's played great for them. Yeah, he has played absolutely oh. great. And um, yeah, so I, yeah, I'm going to give him a B minus, man. And Raul Neto also looks like Sebastian Stan, which is kind of cool. <laughs> he does. Uh, so it's funny. I also have them as a B minus. You know, they exceeded my expectations a little bit. And, you know, I forget, they were in the play-in until Beal was out for the rest of the year. Like, they yeah. were fitting really well, playing, like, very well for what they had. They were right? they were the third seed in the East for about, what was it, like 15, 20 games in? Something of the sort? Yeah, they were playing well. And I thought they would be, uh, assuming, but assuming back then Bradley Beal wasn't going to get hurt, I would have thought they would have stayed in the play-in for sure around eight or nine. So, yeah, I, I have them be my swell, uh, good midseason move. Dumping Montrez could really help them, but then you also get Kristaps. You dumped Dinwiddie too, who was just kind of a a flyer they took last summer that obviously didn't work out. Um, and like you said, you touched on all the role players that have been given good minutes, and Kuzma's turning into like a looks like he could be an All Star. I don't know because he's in Washington, right? And we've only seen yeah. him for like in this role. This is literally the first time he's ever been to this role, so we'll have to see. But it's it still looks like the Wizards kind of have a brighter future than we've all might have thought there for a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like I like the B minus there. All yeah. Right. To the Knicks. To the Knicks. Also, can you move your phone away from your mic, please, sir? Oh, is it is it vibrating? It's it's making a static just a tad, just a tad. Okay. Just move. Okay. All right. Yeah. To the Knicks. That's all you, the, brother man. The Knicks. I have got the Knicks at a C minus. Thought about a D, because I think you could just. Like, the Knicks are just a disappointment all the time. Yep. Like, they're another roster that has a good bit of talent, and they just stink. Like, Julius yep. Randle turned into his own. He's pretty solid. But now, he, but also, he's been kind of sucking. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bad well, season not, for him. 
like his stats look good, but like his shooting, I don't think his shooting splits are good. I haven't looked in a while, but I'm almost positive they're not. Um, RJ's about, RJ's about the bright spot on that team, right? Like he's yeah. been the one kind of carrying here. Um, but yeah, it's just like I don't know. They don't make any moves. They don't get any better. It's been like this for like three years now, and it's just I don't know, just a disappointment, literally. So I think I'm yeah. actually gonna move them to a D plus. Honestly, I think that's I'm, what I'm gonna drop them to. I'm moving them to a D minus, man. D minus. They have opportunity after opportunity to make moves. They don't do anything. They said, "Ooh, let's go grab Evan Fournier. Ooh, let's go grab Cam Reddish." They don't even play Cam Reddish. I don't think. I don't think he's in the rotation. Kemba Walker, who averaged 24 minutes during his five-game span, he's been inactive for the past 25 games. How do you bring a man like Kemba Walker, who not four years ago was an all-star starter, you straight trade, or did they trade for him or bench him, or sign him, sorry? Oh, they signed him, I believe, because he went to the Thunder. They acquired him. Yep. Don't play him. Then they finally decide to play him. He pops Only off. because of COVID. And then they take him right out of the rotation again. And you wonder why, why you're, what, 11th in the East, 12th in the East, something of the sort? Yeah, like, they went and got Cam Reddish. That, I know for a fact that was a trade. They traded for Cam Reddish. Don't play him. They have Emmanuel Quickly, who is a bright spot on the team. They have Mitchell Robinson, who is a bright spot on the team. R.J. Barrett, who is a bright spot on the team. But then you have other players like Quentin Grimes, who last year, or not last year, but the, before this season in the Summer League, was averaging like 26 points a game. And, like, you've got players there who need to play that aren't playing, and then you have players who don't need to be playing as much, like <coughs> Obi Toppin, <coughs> Julius Randle. <coughs> I was going to say Nerlens Noel, but I can't hate on Nerlens Noel. He does a good job he, every time he's on the he, floor. He, yep, he literally does what he's supposed to do, and that's just yeah. get blocks. Yeah. So it's like opportunity after opportunity, and you just throw it away. You say you're going to do something big. You don't do anything big. If you consider Evan Fournier big, don't Google his last name. If you consider Evan Fournier big, then I, then I don't know. Like, even Knicks fans are just downright frustrated with the, with the organization, and I don't blame them. I'm giving them a D-. minus. No more, no more pity party for New York. It's time to step up or step aside. Yeah, and I think it's our, it's kind of the point now. It's like obviously it's the front office, but like their front office with their coaching hires, like some like I think you could say now Tom Thibodeau is not a good coach. Like he hasn't done anything with the last few teams he's had since Derrick Rose in Chicago. Yeah, like he like he was making a name for himself to be a good coach, but now you look at him as like maybe he just was a benefit of good talent. Like that's it. Like because with the roster he has, if he's supposed to be a good coach, they should have forty wins right now maybe yep. a couple more in my opinion yeah so. all right the hawks right to you yeah okay so the hawks oh man it's so hard to grade them but i think i'm honestly gonna go with f and i go with f not because i think there's some like trash ass team or whatever they just haven't done anything. Their roster is almost the exact same as it was. You know, they have Trey Young, who is playing phenomenal. Nothing bad to say. John Collins, who is playing, I guess, to John Collins' level. Nothing to say. Bogdan Bogdanovich, though, who is slacking just a tad this season. You know, he kind of gets a frowny face from me. But, I mean, it's, they're running back the entire team, really. They have Kevin Knox, who... I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm a big fan of Kevin Knox. I think he should get playing time. I think he's a good yep. player. 
um, pure or clearly something's just not there. Something doesn't resonate with NBA head coaches because he's not getting playing time. But they have Onyeka Nkongwu, good. They have Lemon Pepper Lou, who is not really the Lou Williams we know 15 times six man all. of the year. But they also have the best name in the NBA, Timothy Luawu Kabaru. Um, and they have DeLon Wright and Gorgie Jang. So, like, the talent is there. They're just playing kind of rough. And at the same time, they were playing rough last year and made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, I, I don't really know, man. The Hawks are a mystery because they have the talent there. They turn up when they need to. However, I don't know if they'll turn up this year. I mean, they're probably going to make the play-in, I would say. But it's just like... I don't know. It, it like it, it's literally just a mystery to me how they can have so much talent and how they can run it back with almost the identical team as last year, but just not yield better results. So I mean, they didn't go out and make any moves, but to be fair, I don't think they really needed to. So yeah, I just gotta straight up give them give them an F because they should be in a good position and they're just not. So yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I went D here because they're still in the play-in. Like, I was on the F train a little bit, but I was like, you know what? They're still in the play-in, right? So I'll give them the D. But it's like you said, so when they <laughs> started out, like, so bad last year, right, and then, like, went on, like, what, a 17-game win streak or something? Yeah, it was Put themselves back in the playoffs and then had a crazy win percentage still to finish out the year, made the Eastern Conference Finals, right? So I thought, okay, they have, like, put themselves in a trajectory to be, like, a 50-win team this year. Yeah. But no, like they just it is a massive disappointment. Like it's just like I don't know how you lose all momentum like like that, right? Yeah. Like the Suns, for example. They have kept all their momentum and they lost in the finals. Like they're coming off like a like a pretty devastating loss. They kinda got dismantled by the Bucks and they kept all their momentum, right? Yeah. Like how do the Hawks not take what they had with like a lot lower expectations and just kinda keep it rolling? Mm-hmm. I think that I don't know if that's on Nick McMillan or if it's all on the players. It might it might attribute to the fact that the east is getting better you know i I don't know could be and maybe they're not as good of a roster as we think they are like they look good but maybe they just don't fit a lot of places yeah but okay yeah, i went d there as well so to you the charlotte hornets all right so i went c minus here just because i had i think their in-season moves were fine i think mantra is a good piece for them you know fine their record's decent they're in the play-in right but i expected more of them i remember yeah. when we did the the talking about the, the like before the season when we talked about all the moves they could make and all that like i expected more from them like i thought they'd be top five in the east maybe um so that's why i have them at a c minus just because i had personal expectations for that more for them and you know just but they're still in the plan, so I mean they could still make a, a push at it. But I just think it's been a little disappointing for the talent they've got. I, you know, you hit it perfectly. You were gonna say exactly what I said. So you said you gave them what a C plus, C minus, C minus. Okay, I'm gonna raise mine up to a C, just because they signed Isaiah Thomas and he's going hard. So, but yeah, I mean literally exactly what you said. I was gonna say I think they have the potential to do better, and it's just not there. So, yep. Yeah. Shout I'd out to James Postseason run. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love James to see a postseason reason a postseason run from them. I think that'd be cool. They could yeah. do it too. I mean, they have the have the team to do it. They don't think they're yeah. out of it. Oh, All I right. agree. 
the Nets to you, my friend. The Nets? <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets, man. I'm not even going to lie to you, man. I'm giving them an A+. I'm giving them an A+. It didn't work out with Kyrie, Kevin, and Harden. I wish it would have. I wish they would have gave it a little more of a chance. I really wanted to see all three of them play, like, two or three seasons together to really, like, grasp everything. But, hey, that's the business. But getting Seth Curry, getting Andre Drummond, getting Ben Simmons, please, Ben Simmons, just come back, and getting Goran Dragic off of the Raptors. They they just made all the right moves, you know? I, I just really, in all honesty, think they made all the right moves. They got my boy Dayron Sharp, you know, UNC legend. Um, I I don't know, man. Like, yeah, they're eighth or whatever they are in the East right now. What are they, eighth? Yeah, they're eighth in the East, but they easily have one of the most talented rosters in the NBA. And yep. I think when Ben Simmons comes back, I'm a big, I'm a big Ben Simmons is elite guy. I'm on the bandwagon that he is elite. I think that team is going to be absolutely spectacular. And I think they've done what they what they have given to them, the circumstances given. I think they have done the absolute best that they can do with it. Yeah, so, so I'm giving them a top top tier grade. Yeah, so I have them in a B just because even before like the Kyrie COVID stuff, I just eat let's say they don't even have Harden, right? If it's just KD and Kyrie, I still expect them to be a top three seed. So that's just Obviously, they dealt with injuries and all that, but again, I just expect more out of them when they when you have like, especially starting out the season, you have like three of the what the top ten players in the world probably. Yeah. Uh. So, but the, like you said, good in season moves. I really think they destroyed Philadelphia in that trade. Even if Ben Simmons ends up not playing, I still think they win that deal just because the role players they got that they needed they didn't really have any. They're kind of in the Lakers situation with a bunch of old guys that didn't do anything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, good in season moves. They're still in the play in. They could, they could. I mean, they could maybe make a push for the, like being in this top six. Like how far? How many games back are they with the Raptors right now? Uh, they are currently four games back from the Raptors. With like what six games left? Yeah. So I mean, they could make a push for the six. I doubt they get there. They could definitely get to the seven. But, uh, yeah, I think I think they'll still probably end up in the Eastern Conference semis at least. I think they're a first round lock at this point, honestly. So, I just don't see them. You think so? Well, actually, no, I don't. I have to take that back because I remember they're in the play in, so they're gonna have to play the what? The Bucks or the Heat? Heat yep. Okay, but never wow, mind. Wow, but wow, if what they could do though. it, oh. if they could do it, oh, hopefully it's against the Bucks, bro. I hope it's against the Bucks. Yeah, but that's but not yeah, what I, we're here to talk about today. No, but yeah, so. B, I had higher expectations, but they made good moves. They're still in a good position to make a good playoff run. So, yeah. Yep. So, right. the Cavaliers to you. A plus, dude. Oh, yeah. I think it's, I, I think I think it's, it's cut it's and dry. A plus. It's not a debate. No, there's nothing to say. Nobody had any expectations for him. Like, maybe a little bit. Like, oh, I hope Darius Garland and Colin Sexton really make a push, right? Yeah. And you've got Evan Mobley and all that. You bring him in. Well, they have, like, exceeded my expectations by, like, miles i mean legitimate yeah. miles unfortunately they're cooling off and they're yep. no longer the third or fourth best team in the east however dude 
for 60 games, they were a top five team in the East. And that's all you can ask for. You mm. you can't ask for instant success. And I think next year, it's when they put the hurt on people. Because they're going to have a starting lineup of Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Karis LeVert, Laurie Markkinen, Evan Mobley. You still have Rajon Rondo coming off the bench. Uh, you have, who else do you have here? You have Chetty Okoro. Osman, you have Isaac Okoro, you have Moses Brown, if He's they give him a boy. Minutes. Oh, dude, I didn't even think of Jared Allen. Oh, yeah, Jared, yeah, Jared Allen. Jared Allen's on the team. He, he'll be He's starting. He's a starter, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Laurie Marketing can get out of here. Yeah, Laurie Marketing can get out of here. But, like, just so much talent, bro. So much talent. I, I love that team. I really do. I'm happy for my boy Karab. He's got a good... Got a good Cavs team. And I mean, let's talk about it. You said top five team in the East for 60 games, and that was without Sexton. They had Sexton for like 15 games this year, and they made made the most out of yeah. not having him. And that's I think yeah. that's another reason that they didn't I think not having Sexton was big in Darius Garland's development. Yep. Very big. So now you have Colin Sexton, who is already established. He's a good player. We all know he's a very good player. And then with Colin Sexton being out, you've created a new very good player with Darius Garland. So yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be hurt season. For uh, yep. for the Cavs next year. Yep. Yep. So we're 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 past that because we both agree there. They just deserve. Yeah. A plus. All right, your team, dude. You get to start dude. off with your team. Look at that. S tier. S plus. Oh, okay. <laughs> Be- well, no. Like in all no, reality, they they had the fourth pick in the draft, which means they were the fourth worst team in the NBA last season. I mean, not really, but kinda. They didn't. They trade for that pick. Who'd they get that from? Shh. No, I don't. I don't know. They might have traded it. I honestly do not know. I can't um, remember. I I can't really think, to be honest with you. Uh, but anyway, casual fan, I guess. Mm. But man, it, yeah, they've got to be at at an S tier, A plus, if we're being like legitimate. I think seriously, it, it's an A plus season for the Toronto Raptors. They have Fred Van Vliet, who's playing the best basketball of his life. They have Pascal Siakam, who's playing the best basketball of his life. They have potential rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes, who is averaging, what, like 15.8, 6.5, and 3.5, something of the sort. They went and got Gary Trent Jr., which I know doesn't really count for this. But they went out and got Gary Trent. He's been performing excellently. They haven't really been plagued with injuries. They had Fred Van Vliet out for four weeks. They had Pascal Siakam out at the beginning of the season for a lengthy amount of time. But other than that, they've been pretty, pretty good. They have Precious Achua, who's playing well. I think when it comes to expectations, I think they've blown it out of the water. I don't think anybody expected them to be back within playoff contingency. And they're, they are going to be a lock in the playoffs, hopefully. They are the sixth right now with the possibility of taking over the fifth seed. So I don't know. They've just done they've just done an absolute fantastic job, in my opinion. And they I guess made the proper trade with getting Thaddeus Young. I really wish they would have gone for something bigger, but hey, what are you gonna do? But he's playing well. Yuta Watanabe never backs down from a singular poster. Love him for that. Loves loves to get postered. He might not put up the best stats in the world, but he has heart, and he will play the hell out of some defense, and he will jump at everything. Um, But, you know, they bring in Armani Brooks, who has done fantastic with his minutes. 
They have Malachi Flynn, who is battling streakiness. I guess he has streaky syndrome or something. I don't know, dude. He, it's, it's something, dude. It is something. But in all reality, I really do think it's been an absolute like A-plus of a season for the Toronto Raptors. Well, I think they're uh, probably a D-minus for me, honestly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think legitimately a B plus just pretty much my only knock is I wish they would, like you said, I wish they would have done more with what they had at the deadline. Like Goran Dragic was a piece that a lot of good teams wanted. And I feel like they could have got more out of him. Like you said, Thaddeus Young is playing good, but they like, they really need more bench depth. Honestly, like they have depth, but it's not like the depth that I think they want. Yeah. Cause like, like you're, st- they're starting five is still playing all 40 minutes a game right now. Cause they have to. Yeah. And that's not what you want going into the playoffs. But I mean, it's working, obviously. So there's not much I can say. But that's why it's a B plus for me. I just feel like they're young. They got the stamina. But yeah. I just think that move should have been better. Considering outside of their starting five, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players who legitimately can play. That makes a 13 man rotation. I think you got to dwindle that down and you got to make some trades. Like maybe trade Chris Boucher. Uh, Yuta Watanabe and like Armani Brooks for just somebody decent, man. Like a Duncan Robinson, you know, something of the sort, bro. Like get your numbers down and your quality up. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I, I love everybody on this Toronto team. I hope Delano Banton's here to stay because he's an absolute legend. But that's for another day. We are moving on to you, the fifth seeded Bulls, who are actually. The Raptors and Bulls are tied right now. Ooh. With the Celtics being three games above them. And they ain't catching the Celtics. The Celtics are on another planet right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, A minus for the Bulls. They've really cooled off here. But I still really think with, off. with all the injuries they've had, they've, re- they've still met my expectations for the most part. Really, I think they were exceeding my expectations for the most part for a while because they had so many injuries and DeRozan was just literally backpacking the piss out of them. Yeah. So I still think they're an A minus didn't really have any moves to make. I mean, they had their, they had a complete roster coming in, um, you know, and they're going to get a lot, they're going to get a lot better as we go down the stretch here because everybody's going to be healthy. Like even getting the paw back, nobody thought that was going to happen. And here we are. So I, I think a minus and I think well they're going to make a, back. yep. And I think they're going to make a big run in the playoffs, honestly. I do too. Um, I think, you know, anybody on this team can play and has played for them meaningful amounts because of their injuries. So for for their coach, who is their coach? Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan, yes. Right. Oh my goodness. Yes, it is. That that is correct. Um so to look at your fifteen man roster going into the playoffs and to know that Almost all of them can play meaningful minutes. I think that takes a lot of pressure off a coach. And I think that also allows him to get in his bag with some schemes and, you know, just allow you to really do whatever you want in the playoffs. And I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think Alonzo and Alex Caruso, they will be back to like 100% for the playoffs, right? I don't even know. If, is Alonzo playing right now or are they still kind of resting him? If I'm not mistaken, I think they're resting him. Um, I haven't seen any like clips or stats or anything of him in a while. Yeah, I I don't know. I really don't know to be oh. honest with you. Um, but I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head pretty much. Pretty for, for, 
pretty well. Um, I think the Bulls, yeah. I'd probably give them an A minus because yeah. I they, they cooled off. That's really that's really it. They've cooled off really hard. So if they were still the one seed when we were recording this night right now, they'd be like an A plus plus. Yeah, but this is not how it goes. That is just not how she goes. But fourth Celtics. seeded Celtics. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna give them a B minus. Um, because they were not looking very hot for a lot of the season until about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, they didn't really make any in-season moves, uh, that really caught my eye. Um, I mean, I guess acquiring Derek White would be something to talk about. Um, but... The team's kind of bland. You know, you look at the yeah. team, and it's really just a bland team. Like, I have not had any want to, like, watch the Celtics this year. Um, and I'm not trying to, like, throw that against their grade or whatever. They're a good team. But I think they're just heavily relying on the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown backpack. Um, oh, actually, actually, I changed my grade. I changed my grade. Oh, I forgot to move us. Oh, God. Oh God. Um sorry about that. That was uh that was technical difficulty. I forgot to move us Discord channel, so I, we were in a public channel the entire time. Um I changed their grade to an S because they got Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice belongs on the Boston Celtics. Yep. And so uh so yeah, I that's what I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them an S. So I have them in an A. Um, I think that this is probably what I expected from them, you know, like a a four seed, maybe even a three seed, because, you know, Philly's been kind of whatever, you know, they always kind of underperform. But uh, the reason I kind of put them all the way to the A, too, is because they have developed, like, the best defense in the league out of nowhere, really, right? They have they struggled for the, what, first four months of the season just to do anything, really? Yeah, offense, defense, and now they have developed like out far and away the best defense in the league, and they are like dominating teams so hard, east or west, it doesn't matter. And now they're what seventeen games above five hundred now after being in the play-in, hovering around five hundred there for a while. Like they have put together a really good stretch here, and they've positioned themselves kind of like the Hawks last year to really make some noise. Like they may start off slow, but they've really come along to where they're like for are for real threat. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, aside from the Daniel Tice being in Boston love, I would probably legitimately grade them at like a B plus, maybe a B. I don't know. But moving on, third seeded 76ers, what do you got? A minus. I think that the acquisition of James Harden is very good for them. I know they lost the depth, but it's still James Harden. And it's yeah. better than Ben Simmons just uh, based on the fact that he's playing right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much better he actually makes them, but, you know, it. I think it evens out, essentially, honestly. Yeah. Um, This is what I expect. I think everybody at this point expects a top four seed from the Sixers every year, as long as Joel Embiid's alive. Um, <laughs> So this is just kind of, I think it's just what it is. And maybe they exceed a little bit of expectations, just like, the dominant performances they have put together since they got Harden. Yeah. But something that does worry me, and I know it's like a stupid take kind of, but like 
just the reliance on the free throws. I just feel like that's such a gamble sometimes. Like I know that it's going to get called, but it seems like such a, I don't know, such a, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. It's just, I don't know. I don't like it. I feel like they just need okay. to hit shots a lot of times I'm, too. Yeah. I'm going to grade them an A because, you know, everybody thought they were going to be at the top. They are at the top. So, you know, that's cool and all. They got James Harden, one of the best offensive players we've ever seen in the game of basketball. They got him on the team for essentially free because, yeah, you traded away Seth Curry and Andre Drummond and Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons wasn't even playing. So you basically got James Harden for Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, which is an absolute steal. Um, You have Tyrese Maxey, who is coming into his own. He is an absolute electric bucket getter. Um, You have Matisse Thibel, who is still doing Matisse Thibel things, playing great defense. You have Tobias Harris, who is slowly starting to regress. I think he still has two or three meaningful years under his belt. Uh, you have Paul Millsap, who, old guy, was on the Nets, you know, whatever, really just trade piece. He can come in there and probably give you 12 to 15 points if need be, though. So that's cool. You have uh, basketball Paul here, Paul Reed. Um, he's somebody who I don't think anybody expected to turn up this season, but he is giving meaningful role minutes. And then, you know, you have the likes of Danny Green, Danny Green, Georges Niang, Shake Milton, you know, players like that, Farka and Maz, who, you know, they just play their role. And I think they have built a perfect team to surround James Harden and Joel Embiid. So, yep. yeah, I'm going to give them an A, A plus, A minus, something around there. Probably just a straight A if I had to guess. Um, um but yeah. I would say I think the unsung hero of their team is George Niang because if Tobias or Danny is it on, George's Niang's on. Like yeah. he he he's a player. He wasn't there for a long time when he got in the league. A long time being like three years, but yeah, like since last year in Utah, he is he's finally carved out what his role is as a, like a sniper almost essentially. Because he's yeah. still not all the way to that level where he's hitting threes all the time, but he still gives a lot of games where he's just hitting very good hitting threes a very good clip. Yeah. Um. All right, the defending champs. The defending champs, the two-season Milwaukee Bucks. I'm going to give their season a C. Yeah, I'm going to give it a C. They came in absolutely dominated. You know, they they won the championship, blah, 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 all that stuff. And now you come into this season, and they just weren't really looking like the same Milwaukee Bucks. You know what I mean? They ran it back with almost an identical team. They even picked up some pieces along the way in Javon Carter, Sergi Baca, DeAndre Bembry. They picked up some good, meaningful pieces, and yet they still can't even obtain the one seed in the East. Now, is that because they might be falling off, or is the East getting better? That's a debate for another day. However, I do think... We're, in, we're just not seeing the Milwaukee Bucks, the hungry Bucks, before they got a championship. You know what I mean? I think Giannis got his championship. I think Drew Holiday got his championship. Chris Middleton got his championship. And now they're just kind of chilling. And I don't think that's the attitude you need to approach with. There have been times this season well, where Milwaukee will be down 13 to 14 points in the middle of the third quarter. And Mike Budenholzer, wait, he's their coach, right? Mike Budenholzer? Nope. Yeah. Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, Coach Bud will take his key players out and just throw the game away. And it's like, what are you doing, man? Like, you have got to get, get your boys back in there and give them an ass chewing and make them win this game. 
Um, I think I'm I'm gonna keep I'm gonna go B here. Like I went B here. I still think they've had a good season. They're still a two seed. A little underperforming. I did not like dumping Dante Divincenzo. I think that's a that was a huge mistake. He gives them I good agree. minute. He he gave them good minutes all the time. I think that move made absolutely zero sense. Um, but that's the, another I, reason why I give him a C. That yeah, right there, yeah. Like that's about the only thing I genuinely dislike about their season. Like I think that's just like that's a move that I'll never understand because I think he's better than Grayson Allen too as a starter. So it's just it's kind of whatever. Um, but you know, bright spots. Grayson Allen is playing better. Jordan Wara, when he does get the playing time, plays well. So I think mm-hmm. they still they have some good young pieces that are developing. And I do think I think they'll turn up like last year in the playoffs. I think they're just kind of cruising, you know, to be honest. I think they're just kind of buying their time, and then it's gonna get real when uh, the playoffs start here about three week two, three weeks. Um but yeah, they're they're definitely not an A. I think the B is the absolute highest I'd go, and that might be even being a little generous. So Yeah. Um The last team to dissect in the East here, yep. the Miami Heat. I went A plus. They totally I think that's, exceeded. That's not really a debate. I think they totally exceeded expectations for anybody, really, because I don't think anybody, even with the addition of Kyle Lowry, expected them to be the one seed. Yeah, I'm sure everybody, like myself, thought Bubble Heat is peak heat. Like they're not, they're not getting that back because you know Kyle Lowry is brought in to replace Goran Dragic. And that was like Pete Goran Dragic, and Kyle Lowry's not there anymore. No offense to Lowry, like he's not scoring how Dragic was then. And Hero, I didn't think was going to take this step up, and I didn't know Max Max Struess, however you say his name, was actually going to play as many minutes as he has been, like meaningfully meaningful minutes. So I think overall the team is just a lot better than I expected. They've come together a lot better than I expected. Uh, also, me and you were talking about six man of the year, and we couldn't think of somebody the other day. You remember that? Yeah, Tyler Hero. Yeah, it's a lock. Yeah, yeah it's got to be. I can't believe we didn't think about that. But me neither. I agree. A plus, man. Maybe even S. Um, except I hate Jimmy Butler. I I almost said that. I almost dropped the f bomb. Sorry. Frick, Jimmy Butler. That dude is a straight p o o s e e. He's a poo c. Yep. I tell. Yep. I don't like him. He he's a bitch. Uh, but. Tyler Hero, yeah, into his own. <laughs> Kyle Lowry, you know I got love. You know I got love for the greatest Raptor ever. Victor Oladipo. Dude, He's like, back. the talent is just there, bro. The talent is there. They made an excellent pickup in Omir Yard 7-2. Um, I can't remember if that was preseason or if that was during the season. But, bro, everyone is just playing with such enthusiasm on the Miami yep. Heat. Duncan Robinson doing his thing. Kind of had a down year, but he's doing his thing. Uh, P.J. Tucker, guard him. he's being a vet. P.J. Tucker and Jimmy Butler together is NBA young boy energy, if I've ever seen it. <laughs> um, But, yeah, you know, yeah. they just go into every game knowing they're the best team or, you know, thinking past. You know what I mean? When I say no, I mean they truly believe it in their heart. When they walk in there, they know they're the best team in the league, and they play with that swagger. And even though Bam is having a rough season, it's still hard to beat Bam, and it's still hard to beat Jimmy Butler. It's still hard to beat Kyle Lowry. It's still hard to beat Tyler Hero. Will they make it to the finals again? Who knows? I wouldn't mind to see him win it. I wouldn't mind to see Kyle Lowry with two rings on his hand. That would be something. Two rings on the middle fingers. Come on now. That would be something special. Um, and hey, shout out to Michael Mulder. 
he doesn't get playing time often, but when he does, I think his per 36 is insane. Bro, if I'm not he mistaken. did the same thing on the Warriors. He played good when they played him, and then but they would never give him consistent minutes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jimmy Butler, I'm over him. Me yeah. and Mac had an off pod conversation about it like last week, and hey, I'm just over Jimmy yeah. Butler. I yeah. think he's a sore loser. He just is like it's all about him, and it always mm-hmm. has to be. And I don't know when mm-hmm. he developed this sense of entitlement, but I hate it. And you're trying it's to a, you're trying awful. to belittle Eric Spolstra, who is one of the best modern day coaches in the Absolutely. NBA. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, nah, dude, it, you can disrespect anybody you want, but don't disrospect Eric Spolstra, man. Don't, I wish don't Giannis would have socked him. Spo. Yeah, dude. I, I wish he would have, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Spo and Udonis Haslam have been together for almost 10 years now. It has been 10 years. It's been 11 years. 12 years. 13 uh, years. Hey, think about this, though. Spo's been there, like, longer, though. Like, they've been together probably Udonis' whole career, if we're being honest. Yeah. Not as a coaching and player duo, but, like, they've... I don't know how long Spo's been there, but if he worked all his way up from a video video coordinator, whatever it was, he's probably been there for a really long time. Yeah. So I'm sure they've been together the whole time. Yeah. But yeah, that's the grades though. That is the grades. Um Yeah, that was whew, that was a lot to get through. Um next I like week. It. I like it too. Next week we're gonna be going through the Western Conference. Um we've already been going for a lot of time now, so I'm just gonna wrap it up and I appreciate y'all for coming out and watching, listening. I don't know why I said watching. Um I appreciate you guys listening. Shergert does too. Thank you guys, you know, like the podcast, favorite the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, whatever you got to do on your platform to show support would mean a lot. Follow us on Twitter at press underscore breaker. Uh, We'll be back here next week grading the regular season of the Western Conference teams. I can't wait to get into that. Maybe a little bit more diversity in that because there's been a lot. There's a lot of teams in the West that aren't really doing what they're supposed to be doing. And there's a lot of teams in the West that are doing what we didn't think they were going to do. One being the team on your hat right there. That's right. And they are finally getting the respect from all of NBA Twitter, which is kind of crazy. Um, but we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central, Press Breaker Podcast. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Go buy the merch. Do whatever. And, uh, yeah, stay safe, guys.